friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having a terrific, blessed, safe, awesome day as always today. And be sure if you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com. The Ultimate Multiple Powder is on sale for the last day today for the end of the month. Give everybody a heads up on that last week. That will be on sale for 15% off till tonight at midnight. And then it'll be back to regular price tomorrow. So if you want to stock up on the powder, be sure to do so while it's on sale right now. And also be sure to check out the Organic Food Bucket 2-Pack Special as well. As there were some very strange articles that I started reading this morning. And I actually was educated on some things that I did not already know about. And this topic of rationing food has now become a buzzword that I've started to see now, whether it be a hashtag, whether it be in other places on mainstream media. However, it was interesting. Over the weekend, my wife went out shopping, stocking up on a bunch of food for our weekly meals, and she went to a uh, health food store in Tampa, and a pretty big health food store, and they had a big sign that they were only allowing two cartons of eggs. And She sent me a quick text, and she goes, look at this photo. And it said, we're rationing eggs, only two cartons per customer. And I thought to myself, you know, we're here in Florida. Eggs are very abundant. We have lots of egg farms. And heck, I know about a dozen people that actually have chickens and have their own eggs. And I thought to myself, this is very interesting. I had somebody else send me a link last night saying the exact same thing out in Texas. They were at a store, and basically they were rationing eggs. And, you know, I've seen this word start to pop up a lot more than I've ever seen it in recent history. And I found it interesting because I went researching and I found a study published, and it's starting to get to light now all this week. A lot of people, I think, are going to start talking about it a lot. It's a study published this month, beginning of 2023, titled Rationing and Climate Change Mitigation. Now, this is very interesting. I'm going to read you the abstract, the first beginning page, and I'm going to list it, link it on the website so you guys can look at it. It's an extremely long, wordy research study. However, it's very creepy. And the beginning of the paper, it says, we argue that rationing has been neglected as a policy option for mitigating climate change. Now, the title of the store, of the research study, as I just told you, is Rationing and Climate Change Mitigation. And it goes on to say here, there's a broad scientific consensus, I meaning they're saying there's a broad scientific agreement among everybody in the scientific community. Now, we all agree on this, that avoiding the most severe impacts of climate change require global reduction in global emissions. We argue that rationing will help, state, will help states reduce emissions rapidly. Our argument in this paper draw on economic analysis and historical research into rationing including into the two world wars, highlighting success stories and correcting misconceptions. However, although the empirical details play an important role, this paper is primarily based on ethical argument and policy analysis, particularly highlighting the normative assumptions behind policy choices. That goes on further to say here, we build on Hugh Upton's work in healthcare ethics, rejecting a broader conception of rationing, which conceals significant distinctions between policy options. Now, what they're saying here is, while some argue for the modernization of rationing, including tradable allowances, we argue the rejection of these markets. So what he's saying is here, the modernization of rationing now would be on the aspect of people still being able to trade and buy and sell different food and ration foods. They said we 
argue the rejection of this and commit only to fair share rations, which is a key value of rationing and precisely what made rationing attractive to the public in 1940. They're arguing in this paper that we literally need to go back to World War II rationing where it was mandated, where it was forced essentially during the war. In an excerpt out of it under 2.3, it says, Cabinet office papers from the Second World War reflecting on the experiences of the First World War noted that appeals for people to voluntarily reduce their consumption invariably failed. The report went on to state that in the Great War, the most potent cause of industrial unrest had been the maldistribution of food stamps, which had given rise to food queues. And the War Cabinet emphasized that public opinion would know that these injustices and inequalities could be avoided by the introduction of rationing. We now have sufficient experience of rationing to know what can be achieved by that means. Likewise, the Ministry of Food report commented on the effectiveness of rationing stated that the effects have been almost instantaneous. This is a deeply disturbing article because we're not talking about food rationing because of a great war. We're not talking about food rationing because people need to reduce their overall consumption to be healthier. We're talking about food rationing to mitigate climate change. Now, if anybody has done any type of research in climate and meteorology, the background of the entire world and understanding it, people will realize that this world, this earth that we live on, it's constantly changing. We're on tectonic plates that are constantly moving. We have constant changing weather. We have hurricanes now. We had them in the 1800s. We had them before then. We've had storms. We have hail. We have tornadoes. There are all types of things that continue to happen in the climate. So having this idea that somehow if people start eating less food and they start eating plant-based rationed food, somehow suddenly we're going to mitigate the climate change is a flim-flam fairy tale from the globalist intentionally to reduce food consumption to make people sicker, weaker, essentially lighter. Not, I'm not talking about being healthier. I'm talking about being unhealthy and malnourished and make sure that people do not have the physical ability to do much of anything except essentially beg for rations. As we know through the research from hundreds and hundreds of years, through numerous empires that have come and gone, food and the control and distribution of food is the primary number one control of the populace. If you control the food, you can control the people. That is an old adage that has been said for hundreds of years, and it is still true today. And it goes on to say here in this one other article that I found, it has actually books, photos of the rationing books that they have. And it states right here, the War Ration Book 1, warning, punishments ranging as high as 10 years imprisonment or $10,000 fine or both may be imposed under United States statutes for violation thereof arising of the infractions of rationing orders and regulations. This book must not be transferred. This is one of the old ration books from World War II. This is now becoming a current topic that's being brought up in research studies, guys. And this one that I'm posting on here, this isn't some little research article that one guy put up here. There are multiple, multiple references, pages long on here talking about the benefits and need for us to start rationing food all over the country to prevent you know, climate change, guys. Because you got to remember, it's, it's, it's for your safety and protection. It's for your safety and protection. Because you got to remember, you got to do this as well to take care of Ukraine. You know, Zelensky needs another Lamborghini Urus, and he needs another buy another house down here in Palm Beach. So you guys got to do this because, you know, we got to prevent climate change so we can give more money over there to Ukraine because that's the overall goal. Now, what's interesting about this is, you know, almost ironically, 
when is everybody going to finally admit that the entire COVID pandemic was a complete and total scam? We now know that the shot has debilitating side effects in pregnant women, even though they told us it was safe for pregnant women. We were right about the lab leak all along in gain-of-function research. We were right about natural immunity, which has now been proven. Natural immunity is way better than the shot ever could even try to be. We were right about masks the entire time. That's why I was so vocal about it back then. We were right about the lockdowns being an abysmal failure and ruining businesses. We were right about how can incredibly toxic these RNA shots were being untested and still being pushed on young children and adults. We were right about the boosters being an epic failure and making people sicker. We were right about them faking COVID numbers and continually padding the numbers over and over and over and over again and immediately having the standard of care putting people on remdesivir, which was a known toxic viral antiviral. It was tested in 2016 by GlaxoSmithKline and was one of the worst option antivirals they tested in Africa. Didn't work. Killed half the participants or they had to be pulled off as they were about to die. We were right about the deadly hospital protocols with the, um, with the ventilators. We were right about ivermectin from the very beginning. We were right about Fauci. We were right about the WHO. We were right about the giant power grab. We were right about the tracking and tracing and preventing people with the vaccine passports if they didn't have them from being able to travel or eat. Guess who was wrong about everything, and they knew it? The government and the people that continued to say, trust the science, trust the government. You have to trust everything. So now we have the exact same people that lied to everyone for three years and continue to lie everybody, to everybody are now coming and saying rationing food's good. Rationing food prevents climate change. Rationing food is what you need to do. You need to play your part. You know, you're not doing this to protect you. You're doing this to protect everyone else. Remember that crap they started pulling with the shot? Oh, it's not about protecting you. If you don't get your shot, you don't protect me. That's how science works, right? You got you got to get your injection, or else I'm not I'm not healthy. You know, if you don't take your Sudafed today, I'm going to have a runny nose. Of course, that's we all know that's how science works, guys. It was complete and total sham, and it was a lie from the beginning. This is why I've told people one of the most effective things you can do is be self sufficient, whether it be with medical care and understanding how to take care of yourself healthy and keep yourself strong, and also is making sure you have adequate supplies, including food and water. One of those main ones being backup food, water filtration. This is why I've said so many times, please have some backup food. If you don't want to buy the organic food buckets that we have on sale, if you don't want those, at least stock up on some beans and rice and canned foods and store it properly. Because there is no question about it. The amount of videos and photos that I have seen now with constant supermarkets saying, we're rationing this, we're limiting items, we're rationing this, limited to two or three per customer. And now we have a research study published with all types of citations at the bottom of it, stating rationing and climate change mitigation. They're arguing why we need to start doing full-blown food rations like World War II. They're telling us what they're getting ready to do right now. They're letting us know. And the only way people stay strong, efficient, and continue to get the truth and push back is if they're strong and healthy. Because once people get caught, with the, basically with nothing on the stove and nothing in the cupboard, and they go, oh, my gosh, we got to go get food rations. That's not a place you want to be. That's the same way they took people to the concentration camps, all types of Germans, Jews, gypsies, everybody. They took everybody that they didn't like. How do you think they got them there? You think that people had a full belly full of steak and mashed potatoes? They said, you know what, guys? 
you know, you, you need to come over here. You, let, let, let's take you to this concentration camp. We'll, we'll give you some, some of this and that. They'd been like, nah, bro. I got an AR-15 and I got a full belly full of food. I have no interest in getting on your train here. You guys look shady. Why is everybody standing around with machine guns telling us they're going to protect us? What do we need protection for? We got our AR-15s and we got our food. Like Dad says, people that own ARs don't get on rail cars. They don't go to concentration camps because they're going to stand up and push back. That's why they're doing everything they can to prevent law-abiding citizens from being able to own any particular firearm that they want within reason. There's a reason why. It's not because they're afraid law-abiding citizens are going to you know, take care of themselves and protect themselves. It's because the only reason somebody wants to fully disarm you is because what they're going to do to you later on after they disarm you, you would shoot them for normally. That's it. Only reason. Just like the food. The only reason somebody wants to make you eat rations is they want to control what you do, what you think, what you say, and how you act. Think for a second. Look at what they've already done with social media platforms and the censoring and the pulling down off YouTube and totally devaluing and deplatforming people that had millions of organic followers on social media that were talking about COVID. I mean they pulled down thousands of accounts, guys. I still know of accounts. I mean, they never got put off, pulled back. Instagram, Facebook, that were, I mean, literally bringing up all types of truth bombs during COVID. Gone. Don't exist. They try to restart them. They got a couple thousand followers now. They dump the algorithms. You can't get any followers. They intentionally do it. Those are the same people that are now telling you, you need to basically ration food because it's, it's well, it's for your safety and protection. We're doing it for your safety. It's for the climate safety for later on. Think about what they do once they have control of the food. Once you think it was bad enough with social media platforms during COVID when everybody started to realize what was going on, think about what they do if they have the ability to start making you ration food and not have food. Be self-sufficient. Grow your own food if you need to. Have your own eggs if you need to. And make sure you're stocked up on backup supplies. That's why I've always told people I like to have multiple factions. I have some backup old MREs that I probably need to cycle out, to be honest with you, that I bought back in the day that are just good to have. I've got lots of canned food that I cycle and I rotate and I keep stocked up on. I have a bunch of the organic food buckets and the meat buckets that I keep stocked up. And I have rice and bean supplies. And I have them in different strategic locations. For that specific reason, because I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. That's why I've continually told everybody, make sure you have a game plan. Understand where you where you fit into things and what your convictions and what your plan is to do. Don't wait until something goes sideways to go, oh my gosh, I'm going to run into the store. I'm going to get a bunch of food. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to learn how to plant food. I'm going to learn how to have chickens and have them you know, start laying some eggs now once everything goes sideways. If you want to do it in the future, start doing it today. It's just like your diet and your health. If you want to get your health back under control, if you want to get your body composition back under control, if you want to lose body fat and you want to gain muscle mass, start today. Nothing's like today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It can be today. When you get home from work tonight, start exercising. Go for a walk. Do some pull-ups. Do some sit-ups. Whatever you can physically do safely. Start changing your diet today. Dump the junk food. Stop eating fast food. Start drinking purified water and kick the sodas and the you know the coffee and the tea and all the stuff that people drink all day. I can't tell you how many times I've had people contact me and they're having issues with blood pressure. And I tell them, I said, Well, what are you you know, what are you what are you drinking? Oh, I eat pretty clean, you know, I drink water every day. I said, Okay, well, how much coffee are you drinking? Oh, well, you know, I drink like two cups in the morning, I usually drink two cups at night. You know, sometimes I'll have some stuff in the afternoon. I'll have a monster, a Red Bull, and I'm like, whoa, 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 back, back up, back up, whoa. 
And I said, I can just tell you off the top of my head, you're consuming what, anywhere between four to 600, 700 milligrams of caffeine every day. You're wondering why your blood pressure's out of control and you're not overweight. So you got to cut back on the caffeine. I said, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, don't use it in mass doses anymore. That's why I've told people if they want to use something naturally, use the purple sticks and use them in reasonable dosages. So you use it as a tool, not a crutch. And on top of that, if you're looking to take care of blood pressure, you've got to start drinking at least half your body weight in fluid ounces of purified water. I mean, if you're 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces of purified water a day. Throw in the vitamin E, HGH stimulate, you will be shocked on what it does in maintaining healthy blood pressure. It's not a easy, it's not a hard thing to do, but you can't be shoveling down caffeine all day long and sugar all day long and not drinking hardly any water and wonder why your blood pressure is through the roof. There's all types of things you can do. We have on the website at Health Masters to get back in shape and to stay strong. If you've got any questions you can't find on there, feel free to call us up at Health Masters. But I'm encouraging everyone right now is that time. If you have wondered, it's that time that you start getting yourself back in shape and making sure you have backup supplies and what you need. Because when I start seeing articles and people emailing me photos of stores rationing stuff and articles saying rationing and climate change mitigation and praising World War II rations right now so we can stop climate change, guys, they're telling us what their plan is next. And so it's our job to encourage everyone else to start getting prepared and ready so we can all stand up for what we need to in the future. What do you think, Dad? Wow, what an opening author. No, you're 100% right. And, you know, the other night I was having dinner with a, a friend, and he was having all kinds of prostate issues. And uh, he was going into, you know, well, he's going to – first of all, let me explain something about prostate cancer. It's very slow-growing. Do your own research on this. I'm not giving any medical advice. Sometimes it takes 20, 30 years to do anything. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people go in and they start having, you know, stuff done to their prostate gland and they become impotent or they become or they spread the cancer and all the other stuff. And then, it, then, then it's a problem. So, you know, what I recommend to do if you're getting up and having frequent urination, I'm just giving you some health advice now from a natural standpoint, is that we have three different types of prostate support products on the website, three different ones. I recommend that you this is just what I did. I recommend you buy all three products. You take like four of each each day if you're getting up and having frequent urination, four of each each day along with about two tablespoons of black seed oil every day. And then you figure then within a week you're going to see a massive difference as far as urination at night. You're going to see it's pretty much going to stop. You're going to have to see it up at night at all or if you're getting up five times, you may have to get up at one time or whatever. It's going to stop almost immediately. Then find out which one of those products works the best for you, and you can titrate the dosing down and experiment yourself. Or you may just want to start taking one of each of the ones every single day. And I'm telling you, there's all kinds of natural ways to basically mitigate, you know, urination problems at night and, you know, and, and, and prostate issues. I mean, there's natural ways of doing this. But, you know, you tell people this, they look at you like a calf at a new gate. Like, I've never heard of that before because, well, the doctors get paid to cut you, to radiate you, to examine you and to poison you with chemotherapy or to put radiation pellets in you. I can tell you story after story after story of people that were in their 50s and 60s. Who end up going in and getting prostate surgery, et cetera, and they're dead within six months. And, and because of this, not because of the prostate problems, because of the, the, the radiation and the chemo and the, and the radiation pellets that get put into them. I see this stuff all the time. And I can tell you just, and I, I don't cover that stuff very often because it's so stinking negative when people die in like this. You see the same thing with remdesivir. People go into the hospital with this bioweapon they released, which was very, very strong with the gain of function that it did. And they put them on remdesivir, which is which basically in many cases is a death sentence because of what it does to the liquefying organs. And it's just on and on and on and on. I mean, it was a, it was it was it was built at Fort Detrick, you know, for, to basically work against Ebola. And they had to stop using against Ebola because, like, also over 50% of the people who took it died. 
But yeah, they still gave it to us, you know, by the millions of people. And they had a whole bunch of, and I guarantee you, we'll never get the real death rate as far as how many millions died in the United States from the use of remdesivir. Just be plumbing, throw that out there. That would that could have recovered with vitamin C intravenously or, or ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or you know or or you know or something to build their immune system like like zinc or D3 or you know or uh, there's a plethora of stuff we've talked. You got iodine, vitamin C intravenously. All of this stuff works really well keeping the immune system strong. And, and Austin was right too about this thing with the green climate deal and what they're doing. You know, think about it. They started with the chemtrails 20 years ago. Those chemtrails is geo- geoengineering. And they've caused all types of flooding and drought everywhere, which affected the food supply. And, and then basically, you know, they came in with those Monsanto seeds, which are basically terminator seeds. They can't be replanted from the seeds. That, if you grow corn with Monsanto seeds and you try to harvest the corn, which you do, and you try to replant the corn that was harvested, it won't grow. It won't grow. They, they, they're terminated. They, 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 don't, they don't allow a continual life cycle. So now we've got these seeds that have been pushed to all of these farms all over the place to prevent them from auto stable from uh, to prevent them from coming in and being able to renew the resources and replant the buckets of seed and the baskets of seeds and the bushels of seeds that they produced. So we become dependent on Monsanto, which of course is owned by the major corporations and the bloodline families again, and now it's all owned by Bayer. And you notice that they still have not taken it off the market, though they know it causes like 20 different types of cancer with the glyphosate. And then food rationing, that was done, of course, you know, in World War II. And they dialed it in how they did it. And that's when margarine came into effect. They were able to give you substitute foods for butter. They took, like, corn oil, and they bubbled hydrogen through it with nickel as a catalyst at a very high temperature, and they created a solid temperature. That's how Crisco was formed. And they took that Crisco, and they took that solid white goo, which is what Crisco is, that you should never, ever put in your body, and they put – yellow food coloring in the pack with it, and you mix the yellow food coloring in with the Crisco to pretend like it was butter. This is what they did. And that created a whole bunch of people coming down with heart disease and diabetes and cancer and fertility issues, et cetera, et cetera, with trans fats and hydrogenated oils. They knew how dangerous they were <coughs> Excuse me, before they built them. They knew what they would do. didn't matter. It was all part of a eugenics program. They were doing another test thing like they do on, on people in the United States all the time by the government. You know, and then you then you got BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard buying up all of these major corporations that manufacture food. Then you find out then you have all these food companies that are being sabotaged and having fires in the middle of the night. And, and then you have livestock destruction where they're killing chickens and killing cattle. You know, they're, they're stripping. You know, they're getting rid of egg products because eggs are such a good source of protein, which also helps to stop COVID. We know that now too. We've seen the research on it. Then you give us. Then you give feed that starts stops stops laying hens from laying eggs, and it never ends. And then if that's not enough. They dump pharmacia into your life, you know, with Prozac and Zoloft and Xanax and all the rest of the chemicals they put into the food, and that numbs your emotions, and that makes you not think about what they're doing to you. And then just for a cherry on the top, Klaus Schwab comes in and says, by 2030, you'll own nothing. You'll own nothing by 2030, and you'll be happy. We're going to change you. We're going to change your DNA, so you'll be happy. But, 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 but you got to remember, we're, we're going to kill 90% of you first. 90% must die. Because you know, we don't need this many slaves, and, and slaves eat too much food. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and ration the food. And that way, when we bring the, 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 the bus over to your neighborhood and we say, we, we want you to get off the bus because we have plenty of food in the FEMA comp, uh, you'll jump in the bus. And then you're going to go to a metal detective and get to the FEMA comp, and we'll make sure we disarm you too. And then we can do what we want to do, and we can do more experiments to you like we did in Auschwitz, and we can have more fun with all that. Because that's what we do with the noblest. 
with the 17 commodities to Syrians. We hate you because we hate God and we need to kill everybody first because it makes us feel good on the inside. That's who these people are. The, as sick as that was, that's who they are. They hate you and they hate God. That's why it always goes back to the relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ. That's why they have the atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ. And then, of course, Otto Kahn comes in and he says to you guys, he says, oh, by the way, you know, we own everything and we're the bankers and we control both sides of the narrative. And we keep this yin and yang going all the time. I'm paraphrasing what he said. We control both the Republican and the senators, you know, the House of Representatives. We control both the Democratic and Republic parties. He tells us all that. And remember, this guy is one of the founding members of the Federal Reserve Bank, and they had the second largest home in the United States other than the Biltmore State. They turned his home into a hotel you know, after he passed away. And, and this is the group that has continually done this, the Sabbatan, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan, ancient Canaanite religion people, going all the way back to the fallen angels. And I'm going to cover this in depth when we do angel wars. I'm still working on that, by the way. It's more complicated than I thought it was going to get. A lot more scripture involved in it. I'm going to talk about all this stuff. I'm going to tie all these little bits of strands together for you from like – you know, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of years ago, and why we have ancient, you know, monolithic structures that we can't understand how they were built and who built them. We're going at all that too, and you know, it's kind of like ancient aliens. That TV show, we we could talk about. We could say this instead of calling it angel wars, we call it ancient alien wars. We can say that too, because these angels are really not from around here; they're from other dimensions. They they use these spacecraft to go interdimensionally, and we see them now flying around, and they're admitting they're there. And so we've known that, of course, for thousands and thousands of years because the Bible talks about it. And then you get people like Elon Musk. I mean, everybody thinks he's some kind of hero. I mean, he goes to perverted parties in Germany. He goes to pervert. He's, just, he's a weirdo. And now he's saying the billionaire made comments in response to the reports of the Dilbert comic being dropped by newspapers. I never cared about Dilbert comics. I tried to get – I tried to I, – I, I used to read comics all the time when I was a kid. Dilbert never made any sense to me. Elon Musk has now accused the media in mass as well as the elite colleges and high schools of being racist against white, against white and Asian people. See what he's doing? He's building the narrative against these newspapers acting like he's the good guy again. The CEO of Twitter, SpaceX, and Tesla was commenting on the U.S. newspapers serving severing ties with the author of award-winning comic strip for making remarks construed as racist on his personal YouTube channel. The media is racist, wrote Musk and his near 130 million Twitter followers in response to the tweets about Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert comic strip. Adams, who in 1989 created the award-winning strip, which lampooned U.S. corporate culture, was dropped by major publishers, including the Los Angeles Times, the Washington Post, and USA Today this week after he referred to black American respondents to a poll as a hate group. He was referring to the 26 percent of black Americans who rejected the phrase, it's OK to be white, in a Rasmussen poll. The term has been defined by the Anti-Defamation League, of course, that's what they always get involved in this, as a hate slogan, which originated in white ring circles as a means of under, un, 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 undermining various social movements in the United States, justice movements in the United States. I'm going to read that to you again. and think. I want, I want you to let it sink into what he said. He was referring to the 20s. And now, mind you, this is 26 percent of black Americans. This is not 100 percent of black Americans. There's a lot of black Americans that don't believe this. They don't believe any of this stuff. They don't want they just want to be left alone like the white people do, and the black Americans and the Chinese Americans and the Asian Americans just want to do their thing, raise their families and be left alone, not be forced into a culture that is politically correct. Quote Senate paragraph again. He was responding to twenty six percent of the black Americans who were considered he considered to be a hate group, who rejected the phrase, it's okay to be white. In a Rasmussen poll, the term has been defined by the Anti Defamation League as a hate slogan. 
which originated in right-wing circles as a means for undermining various social justice movements in the U.S. For a very long time, quote, Rush, he says this, you know, Elon Musk, U.S. media was racist against non-white people. Now they're racist against whites and Asians, Musk wrote. The same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can try themselves not being racist. Musk added in a response to the subsequent tweet, which reported to highlight a difference in reporting standards between white and black victims of police violence, that it was very disproportionate to promote a false narrative. Now, I want to read this to you, and I've gone ahead and posted this, but we need to understand that we have very, very, very controlled media in the United States. And for Musk to come out and get all of this media coverage to Drudge and everybody else, they wanted you to read this. They don't have to put anything out. You know, they're not post Drudge doesn't post a Ted and Austin Brower show. Just thought I'd mention that. Breitbart doesn't post a Ted and Austin Brower show. You know, Newsmax doesn't post a Ted and Austin Brower show. I mean, there's certain people they want out there and certain narratives they want to be followed. It's like my friend Mancow said. You can become huge in radio. I mean, he was syndicated on 350 stations at one time. I mean, he's as big as Howard Stearns is. And what he found was that you can talk about the Republicans or you can talk about the Democrats, but you can't go down the middle. You can't question the narrative on both sides because when you do that, you stop the friction and people start to wake up. Then it's not the Democrats against Republicans, the Republicans against Democrats. It becomes us against the globalists. They don't want that. And, th- and that's what they try to do constantly is by giving you articles like this to make you think, oh, wait a minute, Elon Musk is the good guy. No, he's not. Elon Musk is another billionaire who is made a billionaire because of subsidies by the government with his Tesla corporation. People need to realize that. And it's important that we understand that they're telling you what they want you to hear all the time, and they don't let you hear the things that you need to hear. Another article just come, came out. So the FDA said Pfizer's new RSV vaccine for older adults may trigger painful and potentially deadly Guillain-Barr syndrome in the patients, <laughs> which is paralysis. One patient took three months to recover, and the other took six months. I mean, you know, we need to understand that Pfizer's new RSV vaccine for older adults can trigger this Guillain-Barr. In clinical trial participants in their 60s developed a condition that can also cause crippling pain, muscle weakness, and paralysis. And I know so many people, and I've told you this the other day, that are also having problems now with their immune systems, not doing what they need to do, kind of like, getting shut down because of the vaccines they've taken with the COVID. And we're seeing this all over the country, and it's being used to cover up these other diseases that have been caused by the COVID shot so that people don't think about it. Another article, low-calorie artificial sweetener found in Halo Top ice cream, Monster Energy drinks, and Quest protein bars may raise the risk of heart attacks and stroke study warns. A research team from Ohio analyzed the blood of more than 1,000 people, those with high Erythanol level had an increased stroke risk of over the next three years. Erythanol is about 70% as sweet as sugar while containing just 6% of the calories. A common artificial sweetener used in some low-calorie ice cream, protein bars, and drinks has been linked to higher rates of heart attacks and strokes, according to the study. Erythanol is about 70% as sweet as sugar. It is found in zero-calorie energy drinks, such as Monster Energy Drinks, low-cal ice cream substitutes, including Halo Top and Quest protein bars, but experts have warned a sweetener can remain in our blood for days and appears to lead to higher risks of clots. Now, what they're doing here, we're having a real problem with clots in the United States now because of the clot shot. Now they're trying to justify why we're having so many clots, and they're pushing it to these drinks. Now, could this be true? Could this erythrol do this? Yes, but they're going to blame more and more of these other things on what's happening with the clot shot. So, we need to stay away from this stuff. In addition to that, when you're drinking these monster energy drinks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they're also sweetened with a lot of things like you know, aspartame, which cause all kinds of health problems, including brain tumors and brain cancer. 
You know, you know, a lot of these drinks are sweet with that stuff or Splenda, which causes calcification of the kidneys. All of these things need to be avoided, but they're going to find more and more things they can blame these clots on so they can continue to push off the risk associated with these vaccines. Always remember that. In another study, over 50 percent of the individuals who were screened wow, at Washington event showed positive markers for myocarditis. These are the people that have gotten vaccinated. We need to understand this myocarditis, this myocarditis is like a very advanced form of pericarditis. It is not a joke. It's really, really, really bad. I mean, I've had pericarditis before, and it's a nightmare. It really, really is. So we need to realize that, you know, if you don't take the right foods, eat the right foods, you know, and you end up with these clot shots in your body, you massively increase the risk of heart disease. You're going to find out very, very quickly what's good for you and what's bad for you in a really difficult way. Another article came out. says 10 hazardous food additives that are banned in Europe but are completely legal in the U.S., including suspected carcinogens and chemicals linked to low sperm counts. Again, part of the eugenics program and getting rid of the population. The U.S. permits certain risky additives such as food dyes that the EU does not. Additives like potassium bromate in bread and dairy, you know, wheat products and titanium dioxide could cause cancer. And U.S. farmers rinse poultry in chlorinated water, a practice which is banned in the U.K. Of course, now the poultry farm is getting wiped out anyhow. Pretty soon we won't have chickens anymore to buy. You'll, you'll see. They'll be, they'll be through the roof as far as pricing. And remember, too, when these major corporations own the manufactured facilities of the food and the, and the eggs, what these greedy people have done – because remember, the, the love of money is the root of all evil – you can go buy an organic chicken, you know, or, or rotisserie chicken, you know, green wise for ten dollars or whatever, and use non hormones. And but all of a sudden, if these manufacturers jack the prices up and they make these chickens wholesale out at ten or fifteen or twenty dollars, now the chicken you're going to buy, you know, that's hormone free is going to be thirty dollars. And, and all of a sudden, they control food manufacturing and distribution. And when they do that, like Austin talked earlier, and they start rationing food. You can raise the price as high as you want. If it's $10 a dozen for eggs, if people want eggs and it's part of a recipe, they're going to have to buy the $10 a dozen eggs. And, and this, this group, this Kabbalist Luciferian group that does this stuff all the time, it's about greed with these people. Not only do they want to be killing you, they want to make sure they make as much money from you as they kill you. It's the sickest pe- – these people are so perverse, and they're the ones who own and run the central banks. They're the ones that have jacked the interest rates up. They're the ones that have basically uh, changed the beacon scores. They're the ones that have basically taken over the food supply. They're the ones that have killed the livestock. They're the ones that have killed the chickens. They're the ones that have stopped egg production. It's the same people all the time that do this, and it's greed. That's why Jesus warned us. He said the love of money is the root of all evil. He didn't say money was bad. It's the avarice. It's the greed. It's the money changers in the temple. That's why he was talking about these guys too. He's flipping over the tables and puts a whip to them. That's Jesus, son of the most high God. He showed you what he thought about the money changers in that temple when he flipped the tables over and put the whip to them. This is the same group that's still doing all of this stuff, guys. They're the ones who overthrow the Roman Empire. It's always the same group with unjust scales. And Austin and I saw that just a few months ago when we were up at the Bible Museum in D.C. And they were showing us a scale that had been basically modulated or changed in order when a person would bring in silver or gold so they could cheat them and not give them the right kind of money. It never ends with these guys because these are the money handlers, and when you understand that, you start to understand who they are and what they do and how unbelievably horrible they are. Also, some of these food manufacturers realize that a lot of this food causes cancer, and they lower the sperm counts infecting facility, especially the foods that have been linked to promote – that contain estrogen. Remember, potassium bromide can irritate the nose, throat, and lungs. It's been shown to cause thyroid and kidney cancers in animals. This is what they put in bread products. Titanium dioxide enhances products – you know, white color and op- that makes it opaque. The, the potassium, the, the titanium dioxide is listed as one of the top, is the top carcinogen. 
brominated vegetable oil. It contains bromine, which irritates the skin and mucous membranes. Long-term, it can cause neurological symptoms. Azinonocarbide is used as a whitening agent. When broken down, it creates two compounds believed to be carcinogenic. You know, propylparapin, basically, it's all been found to alter the endocrine system. Red 40, there we go, buddy. Guys, this is a bad one. Red 40, yellow 6, and yellow dye studies massively increases the risks of ADD in children and hyperactivity in children, and it may be contaminated with several carcinogens. This is very, very important. European authorities have not banned them, but they're requiring a warning that dyes could affect the attention of children and cause attention deficit disorder. And I wrote about this in the book that I, that I read. So you've got to get them off the, all these artificial dyes, antibiotics in animals. There's fear the overuse of antibiotics can contribute to deadly drug-resistant bacteria that can be passed on to humans. And a lot of these different chemicals and compounds being put into these animals as far as hormones are estrogen compounds. You know, the RSBT is an example of that. It's a hormone injected into cows to increase milk production. has tremendous links to breast cancer in cells in humans. And it's a female estrogen compound, which gives you gynomasty if you're drinking, if you're a guy, massively lowers your sperm count. and makes you very servile and passive, and you just accept everything. All of this stuff's being done to some purpose. Because they want to make sure that we can't stand there and fight against these people. You know, if you're full of estrogen, right, what ends up happening is your testosterone is affected because they're antagonistic. And so if your testosterone – last time I had my test a few years ago, it was at 800. Now, I take no hormone replacement therapy, but I don't know what it is right now. It's been a few years since I had that done. I need to get tested again. And if you have no testosterone, you don't want to be in conflict. You know, I don't particularly like conflict, but if I get into it, I don't I, – I won't walk away from it. I'll try to make sure I – you know, get my point across. But the reality is, is if your testosterone is low enough, if your if your hormone if your testosterone is around two hundred or one fifty or whatever, you kind of get become very passive. You kind of become a sheeple. You kind of want to sit on the couch and just eat chips and just drink soda all day and just wait to die. You don't you don't care about what's happening around you. You don't want to know. You don't care because you don't want to engage. That's a problem with men. You know, you, they don't want the men who stood in those landing crafts storming the beaches of Normandy with some of the crafts. Every single guy died. All of them died, and they still kept coming. They wouldn't stop. They don't want men like that. They don't want real alpha men that will protect their wife and say, I'm going to protect you no matter what. I'm going to protect my children no matter what. In the event that this happens, I will die protecting you. They don't want that. They're going to want a guy that says to his wife and to his child, let's go ahead and get on the, the rail car. Let's get on the bus to the FEMA camp. It will be better to go there. Let's go ahead and do that. Let, let's go ahead and, and just, just just go along to get along. Let's do that. And that's one of the narratives they promoted out of Christian men. Christian men are supposed to stand against the tyranny that we have in this country because of the Johnson Amendment and all the other things. They're saying, oh, you need to obey the laws of the land. You just need to pray for your president. No, you need, don't. Yeah, you need to do that. All. You do all that. But when the law of the land contradicts what the word of God says, why are you listening to that? When it tells you that abortion is legal and you need to support it, and all this other stuff, it is, you need to support it. Why are you saying okay in a Christian church when you know the word of God specifically says don't do that, do not kill? But the reality is, is they, they've twisted the narrative in these churches. And they, then, they, then, it, then, it's the, then it's the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it group that they don't want to speak about God's judgment. They don't want to speak about thou shalt not. So they want to think about God loves you, which is true. And all they want you to do is think about how you're going to be blessed if you do what they tell you to do, and you give them money. Give me money so you'll be blessed. You'll hear it over and over and over. And they may not say it that directly, but they imply that. And that's so they can have their mansions and have their 5013C corporation and not pay any income taxes on anything. And they want to basically promote the narrative of the New World Order with their clergy response teams. I'm just letting you guys know what's going on. That's not all pastors. 
probably 5% of the pastors aren't involved in any of this stuff, and they're still preaching hardcore truth, and they're telling you about the Bible, telling you repentance. The Bible says it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's what it says in Hebrews. In other words, you don't want to get God hacked off at you. Do what he says to do. Just be compliant. It's like having a dad at home, and you know you got a curfew, and you know you're going to come home at 10 o'clock every night because you're driving the family car, and you now you know it's going to be 12 o'clock before you get home, and you know dad's going to be sitting there waiting in the living room. And in the old days, they'd probably punch you in the mouth when you walked in, but we can't do that anymore, so that's against the law now. But the reality is that you realize that there's going to be a wrath that you're going to get. You're going to be grounded. You're going to be restricted. You're going to be whatever's going to happen to you is going to happen to you. You know, and that's you know, and you realize that there's a consequence for your actions, and you're taught that from a very young age that actions have consequences if you're raised properly. They don't want to do that anymore. The churches don't teach that actions have consequences. They teach that basically just do what you want to do, be happy, 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 and God's going to love you no matter what. And basically, it doesn't work that way. God will love you no matter what, but there will be consequences to actions. There will be consequences to doing things against the Word of God. Period. There always has been, and there always will be. And we need to understand that. Now, change the topic. Here's another article. The devastating toll a 60-day OxyContin habit can take on the bodies. Wow, this is just 60 days. Emotional numbness, severe depression, and crippling withdrawals. Experts weigh in on a murder suspect, Alan Murgaugh's gargantuan opioid habit. Alex Murgaugh told the jury Friday he used 67 oxycodone pills each day. An expert says it is possible to use that many after building up years of tolerance. Unreal. Experts have revealed that he was using this horrible 60-day addict. He basically is currently facing trial for the murder of his wife. And this, I'm not going to read about any more of this. He continued to use this drug for decades. He claims he was spending $60,000 per week on the opioid at the peak of his addiction. I don't know where he was getting all that money was unless he was insanely wealthy. And, and, you know, and, and the problem is, is that it goes on and on and on. Even Rush Limbaugh, remember, got addicted to OxyContin. When you get addicted to the opiates, it numbs the emotions, and it just it changes you because you have opioid receptor sites in the brain. That's why it's so important if you get involved with any of this stuff that you get off of it as quickly as you possibly can. If you're using it for pain medication, don't get yourself addicted to it for years, if not decades. It's really important because of what it does to you. Another article, this huge six foot six young man who's 17 who viciously, viciously beat his teacher, his teaching aide unconscious, is head on, held on a million-dollar bond. This guy's six feet six, this man is. And he will be charged as an adult. He faced up to 30 years in prison after being arrested three times for battery in 2019. Brendan Deppa can be named for the first time after the seventh judicial court ruled he'd be transferred to the adult court. He's facing an aggravated battery charge after attack. Joan Nadich, 57, the high school of February 26th, 21st. The teenager threw the teacher assistant onto the floor before repeatedly, repeatedly beating and kicking her until she was unconscious because she took his Nintendo Switch away. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, you get these thugs in schools, and they do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it, and they start beating people. They're like a bunch of doggone weirdos. You ask, I ask yourself a question: How did this happen? And why in the world was this kid allowed to go back into the school system after he had been charged multiple times? Well, because they were making sure he was being politically correctly handled as a child rather than as adult. A 17-year-old who beats somebody unconscious—that's a man beating a helpless woman down who's six foot six inches tall. It's absolutely insane that this is happening on an ongoing basis, and we have to sit back and watch it and wonder why it happens. Oh, by the way, Ron DeSantis, I like this. We covered this partially yesterday, but I want to read you some more about it. He says he, just, he is now teasing a permanent ban on the coronavirus vaccination and mask mandates. This is the governor of the state of Florida. He's saying they're going to vote on this. A permanent 
ban on coronavirus vaccination and mask mandates. Florida Reverend Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday is, is, is teasing this, including vaccinations and masking, which he said the legislator will address in the upcoming legislative assessment. Speaking during a press conference focused on ending Disney's self-governing status, DeSantis brought up the way the organization handled the Chinese coronavirus pandemic, including forcing young children to wear masks. And then we, and then as we got into 2021, you know, a lot of these Disney employees would come and they say, it's just see me at like Wawa or something and say, hey, I'm going to lose my job at Disney because of a vax, mandates for COVID. And, you know, that was not something that we thought was acceptable in the state of Florida. He said, noting that they called a special session of the legislature to provide legislation saying you can't lose your job based on not taking a vaccine. He said this to applause, and we did not just for Disney, but for everybody, including children and law enforcement, he said. However, DeSantis said while they were able to save jobs, many unvaccinated employees were still treated differently. They would treat them differently if they didn't do, do the shot, a shot that doesn't prevent you from getting infected or spreading it anyways, he noted. And yet they make them wear the mask or to do this or to do that. And so one of the things we're going to be doing in the upcoming legislative session is to protect people's rights. He said explaining they will make the mandate bans permanent. And go even further by protecting your civil rights to be able to participate in society without having to wear a mask or have to do other things. I like this guy. But now I want to read you the other articles about this because he goes into detail about what happened with Disney and what happened with ever. And he's, now he's also officially ending Disney's self-governing status. We talked about this yesterday. Now, what does Disney do after Ron DeSantis does this? This is what they do. This is their statement from Disney. This is their Twitter feed from Disney. And it's very, very clear on what it says and what their intent is as far as the grooming of children. This is a statement from the Walt Disney Company on the signing of the Florida legislation. Florida's HB 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, it doesn't have anything to do with that, by the way, should never have passed and should never have been signed into law. Our goal at Disney as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in courts. And we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. We are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of the LGBTQ plus members of the Disney family, as well as the LG2 plus Q members communities in Florida and across the country. In other words, they're continuing to want to groom children. And Austin talked about this yesterday. Remember, this has nothing to do with gay. I'm going to say this again. If a person's an adult and they want to be a homosexual or if they feel they were born a homosexual or they want to live a homosexual lifestyle – or whatever they want to do, that's between them and God, as far as I'm concerned. We live in a country where we can't tell people what to do or not to do. Now, I've got my personal opinions on that as far as being right and wrong. You guys know that. I've been very clear about that on the show. But I'm not going to say somebody something to somebody else that's an adult. But when you take a three-year-old or a four-year-old or a five-year-old and you start promoting this type of lifestyle and you tell them they can be a boy or a girl and you start promoting this type of behavior to a young child who's in a state of brainwave state who can't say no, I draw the line of that crap. To me, they're a bunch of pedophiles is all they are, the people that push this kind of stuff with these drag show queen type shower hours to these little young children. And they get up there dressed like a woman. And they spread their legs and show their male genitalia to these little children. They're sicko. They're perverts. So they'd be put in jail for doing stuff like that. Now, that's how I stand on that. But the reality is, is that Disney is pushing the agenda because Disney is owned by State Street, BlackRock and Vanguard, the bloodline families. And they're doing the master's bidding is what they're doing as far as pushing these agendas. And I hope they continue to hemorrhage cash. I hope they continue to have people boycott their theme parks. I hope and pray they go out of business about that because I can't stand people like this that do stuff like this and promote this agenda. But we just need to be aware of all of that stuff. That we can't have these guys going after our young children. We can't. It's just, it's just it's, 
It's, it's not okay to take children and try to indoctrinate them at a young, young, young age as far as I'm concerned. It never has been and it never will be. Oh, gosh. I got off on some crazy stuff today. Guys, I love you. I've not yet had the opportunity to pray for you. I will do that in just a few minutes. You guys are absolutely amazing. You stand firm in your beliefs with God Almighty. You, you're going to really like Angel Wars. You're going to really like when we do this show. You're going to really see how it all ties together for the very, very beginning of the great plan that God had for us. And remember, guys, I appreciate you. You put on the full armor, and you stand no matter what. You keep on that armor, and you dig in and say no to all of this stuff. And we'll stop this best, this stuff to the best of our ability. And no matter what happens, they'll never say the Ted Nostrum Brower Show compromised. They'll never say that. They'll never say you guys compromised because we're going to stand firm, period. That's what we're going to do. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're exactly right. This is what I said very clearly yesterday is one of the reasons why we're looking at this position that we're in, especially when it comes to the young children, is the fact that people have slowly and slowly accepted more and more being exposed to their children. They have. They've they've continually gotten used to more perverted things being exposed to their children, including in the movies, including on YouTube. That's why I told people, YouTube kids is off limits. I don't allow that in the house at all. After the stuff that I've researched with it and I've seen it and you know, you build a profile and you see what they do with the YouTube kids and what they constantly push them is recommended viewing right out of the gate. I've told you guys in detail about that with all the what happens when you meet your first non-binary person and, and transgender play hour and all this weird sicko stuff. It's all directed at young children to confuse them. You take a child, you confuse them, you indoctrinate them, you pervert them. They will never be able to have true biblical beliefs without without a true change as far as with God Almighty. But the problem with that is when they're in that young brainwave, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, it's very, very difficult. Clinical psychology and childhood psychology has shown this. I researched it when I was in college. Once you start indoctrinating children with, whether it be good, bad, whatever, they usually hold those principles. That's why it says train up your children in the way they should go in the Bible If you train them up on the ways of the Bible, they will never depart from that. They will at least always come back to that. If you train up your children in the ways of Moloch and Baal and perversion, that's the way they're going to always go, my friends. And these sickos know this in the school system that are running the show now in most cases. Now, there's still a lot of good school systems out there. There's still a lot of good private schools, and there's a lot of good homeschool co-op now that are doing what they need to do. So I commend you for that and keep up the fight. Also, to another news, residents of East Palestine, Ohio, are having a significant increase in unusual symptoms of what healthcare workers are now calling chemical bronchitis. Local healthcare workers are seeing an influx of people complaining they are not, are not breathing well, along with burning sensations when they breathe, rashes, and general feelings of weakness. I was afraid of this. Gosh, I feel bad for a lot of these people up here. They were exposed to this stuff, and then they were told two, three days later, oh, after the plume went away, oh, everything's fine now. Don't worry about it. I remember even watching an interview with a guy like two weeks later, and he's back at his house, and he's like, dude, you can't even breathe here. It smells so bad. We're all getting headaches. He's like, we got to leave. This was an absolute travesty, and the line manipulation and deceit that is still being done is by far – it, it, it is unfathomable what they're doing, but it doesn't – You know, it's hard, it's hard not to believe that the government would do this after everything I've even brought up today on the show. Just like my Army Ranger buddy told me the other day, believe nothing they say to you. I said, well, what about this nothing? What about this nothing? Believe absolutely nothing they tell you because it's some way, shape, or form they are manipulating you, lying to you, or downright deceiving you with the intent to harm you. That is their goal. 
once you finally grasp that concept and you swallow that red pill and you go, man, that was rough. But now I see it. I told you guys yesterday, I had read over the weekend the EPA was transferring over 1,300 miles. They were trucking down fluids, liquids, wastewater shipments from Ohio down to Houston to inject them into the ground with the chemical company that was regulated and licensed to dispose of wastewater. What appears now that the EPA has paused the waste shipments after massive Texas uproar. I don't believe this at all. I think they're going to lie to the people in Houston, which I told you guys yesterday. I'm not a professional wastewater disposal agent, so I can't tell you what you're supposed to do with this stuff because, quite frankly, I don't know. This is so horrific. But one thing I do know is it seems rather odd you're taking water that's completely and totally toxic and hazardous from Ohio and driving it in tanker trucks. What is it? I think 1.3 million gallons, and you're driving it in tanker trucks all the way to Houston, Texas, to have it injected and disposed of in the ground. Is that the only possible place that they can get rid of this stuff? I don't know. But I find it odd now the EPA is allegedly pausing it. Notice they didn't stop it. They are pausing it is what this article says here inside Climate News. And so, again, uh, this is some weird stuff they're doing down there, and a lot of people in Texas are getting very, very angry. I think 7.2 million people in the Houston metro area, and uh, they've had a – boatload of backlash down there is a lot of the people are going why in the world are you bringing down this to us it almost appears as if the epa is being complicit in trying to spread this stuff to all of the conservative states isn't it interesting ohio and that whole area up there is extremely conservative the ohio river going down to the mississippi all runs through conservative states now this stuff's getting brought down to texas which again is another conservative state primarily isn't it a bit odd you see that the major population density red states are having this happen to them? I don't know. Could be coincidence. However, I don't believe in coincidences. Take that for what it is. Also, to in other news, I want to address something because dad brought up the thing with erythanol. I've used that product along with xylitol and different types of gums over the years. I've never had a problem with it. However, I do know that they have said they can cause like gastric uh, disturbance if you use too much of it. That's why monk fruit and or stevia, in my opinion, is better. But one thing I found about interesting about this is, notice, that article doesn't address sucralose and aspartame. Sucralose and aspartame are two of the most toxic artificial sweeteners known to man. There's an article you can look at on healthmasters.com. It's called Sucralose is Not Safe, a Scientific Review. It's actually written by Harrison right before COVID. And it goes into detail. 2016 study found sucralose disrupts the balance and diversity of gut microbe. 2013 study found sucralose to reduce overall number of gut microbe. 2019 study found that the consumption of sucralose decreased the number of anaerobic and aerobic bacteria. 2009 study, and this goes on and on and on. It literally wrecks the gut because of the chlorine atom that's attached to the molecule. It just it completely blows the gut microbe out. I mean, it's literally like taking a round of antibiotics every time you use it. It's just done. Gut, gut microbe gone. Digestion, absorption, colon rectal cancer, digestive problems. Everything goes down the drain when they've researched this stuff, when sucralose is used. But hey, erythanol is going to cause all these issues now. No, that's exactly right. It's spotted on the head, in my opinion. Do you notice every single study now that try to come out with anything, especially stuff that they can't make a boatload of money on, like sucralose and aspartame, every time they come out with something, the studies now, oh, 
This is causing blood clots and strokes and heart attacks. Oh, taking too many naps is causing heart attacks. Working out in the yard is causing heart attacks. Playing too many video games is causing heart attacks and strokes in young children. Anybody notice the just continual research that they keep pumping out? And I call it research loosely. That's exactly right, in my opinion, on this. And you do your own research. If you got questions, come to your own conclusion or send us an email and ask us. But I'm telling you right now, they're doing everything they can to try to compile research studies. And I say that with loose quotations to try to justify what is exactly happening with these shots and the clots and the enormous amount of heart attack and cardiovascular events that we're seeing all over the country now, especially people that get continual booster, 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 booster shot, even though we've all looked at the data and shown that the booster shot, the COVID shot, the RNA injection, not only was it not safe, it doesn't work whatsoever with any type of protection, prevention, transmission, much of anything other than blood clots, it seems like. However, people that get natural immunity, oh, yeah, well, we got that. Good for us. Nothing to see here. Let's move on and get on with our lives and continue to keep raising little Americans in a constitutional republic. We've got one still. Let's see if we can actually keep it the best we can. Thank you, my friends. Continue to keep up the truth. Healthmasters.com. If you need anything at all, you know where to get a hold of us. Be sure to check out the Ultimate Multiple Powder. Last day sale right now. And also to vote for what you want to see when tomorrow is product of the week. The hyaluronic acid and the probiotic DF and the vitamin E are all running back and forth. Looks like the vitamin E is pulling strong. Vote for what you want to see win tomorrow's product of the week. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.